Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com hello how are you doing all well i trust or well enough i hope at least thanks for coming back to join us here on spin the rally pod where we're a bit late with our review of the acropolis rally of the gods sorry about that it's been bit of a busy week all round. We have got the team standing by though. Voice of Rally, Dirtfish.com contributor and really poor postman Colin Clark, where are my t-shirts? <laughs> Morning. Former more motorsport team boss George Donaldson and the man of many words, Dirtfish senior staff writer David Evans. And I am the rally fan, Lisa O'Sullivan. And I've got a cold. I haven't had a cold for two years. And I, I think my niece has given it to me. Anyway... This is not talking about the Acropolis Rally of Greece, mm. which I have to say, it's like it's never been away. What a hit! What a hit! What a hit! It, it was great to be back. I have to say, I have to say, um, if I have one criticism, am I allowed to make one criticism to start with? No. no. Uh, sort of make a comment, Colin. Can, can make a comment. comment. It's, it's yeah. Okay, it's an observation, yeah. George. You're quite right because you can't yeah. criticise because it, it was a fantastic week and. You know, from the testing right through to the you know the long recce and then the long rally, it was a tremendous challenge. Um, I don't know. I I, I wanted to see a, a little more of what we kind of traditionally think of as Acropolis stages, the stages around the northern Peloponnese, uh, you know, around Lutrakia. I thought two days in the mountains on, okay, it wasn't their fault, but what turned into kind of wet, muddy, clay-like stages mm. wasn't particularly Greek for me. It was still challenging. But it wasn't particularly Greek. I'd like to see two days around the dusty, hard, bedrocky type stages and maybe a day up in the mountain. I, I don't know. That would be my only observation. You're right, George, not a criticism. Because other than that, I thought it was great. Mm. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a fantastic rally. Um, on the face of it, it appeared well organized and we, we got some great competition. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed by the by the the lack of mobility at the front. Really, there wasn't there wasn't a huge amount of action. But what a great what a great spectacle! It was wow. good. It was good viewing, and uh, there was less drama than than I would have liked. But that's not down to the mm. rally. That was just down to circumstance. That was know, a surprise, John. The excellence, the mm. excellence of some drivers, mm. and the and the championship positions. You know, obviously, obviously, Ogier wasn't. Uh, Pushing to the absolute max, um, pretty pretty quick, but but not to the absolute max. And then you know, just drivers not having the best event, some of them, and uh, others having wee difficulties, but digging deep to 
keep championship hopes alive, perhaps. I don't know. But there was, I mean, there was drama, Absolutely. wasn't there? I mean, it's quite rare to see issues with Toyotas. Mm. Uh, and we saw that really early on with, with Elvin. Uh, and then also saw another desperately difficult event for Hyundai. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what? And I think those, those early dramas kind of dictated certainly the way that Ogier's rally went, didn't they? Because Ogier, Ogier did what he always does from first on the road on gravel rallies and gives it 110% on the Friday just to put himself, you know, hopefully in a position where he can challenge. Now, what he found at the end of Friday was that he was very much in a position to challenge. There was, what, 3.8 seconds between him and Rob and Perra in the lead. And, you know, and we had Tanak in between them. It was incredible. And after such a hard day, a long day's rallying to have 3.8 between them. But Ogier then reassessed. You know, he'd done the hard work, put himself in a position to push for the win. But then quite clearly, being the, the most intelligent of world champions, thought, no, there's no point. There's no point in me pushing like crazy through, the, through today and tomorrow because my two nearest challengers are out. You know, as you say, problems for Elvin, problems for, for, uh, for Thierry. And he, and, he, and he did the intelligent thing and he showed absolute championship winning intelligence yet again. You know, he can, he can put, it, but he, put aside the opportunity to win, David, and, and, and concentrate mm. on the bigger picture. Sebastian Ogier, as you say, Carl, is the most intelligent man in the world. But you'd have to be pretty thick to be pushing for a win no, when no, your you nearest no, rival it's was. It's not thickness, David. Oh, you David, would, David, it's not thickness. At the end of there Friday, some drivers, it is. There are some drivers who no, are incapable the... of putting aside Yeah, but the at the end of Friday, I'm, I'm just looking now. And at the end of Friday, uh, I'm still scrolling down. Well, they're outside the top 10, see... both of them. Outside the top 10. Miles away. You know, yeah. Ogier has done, like you say, exactly what he said mm. he'd do. And the, the thing is, you know, he doesn't like it, it this kind of winning ugly thing. It, it, it doesn't sit easily with him at all, does it? It doesn't sit easily with any of them. Mm. Uh, but, you know, he's just doing exactly what he has to do. And I was, has anybody done the maths yet? Oh. Can he? Yes, I've seen it. Can he be champion? Yes, he can. He can be champion next yeah, He time. can be champion in Finland next week. In Finland, mm. yeah. Requires, again, wow. a set of circumstances. But, you know, as we've seen particularly with Hyundai, and particularly with Hyundai in Finland. Um, you know, mm. Hyundai in Finland is not a happy story, is it? So, so there's, there's, there's a chance there with Hyundai. You'd have to say less so with the Toyotas and with Elvin. And with Cali. No, I mean, you'd also, you'd, I mean, it's totally different event, but Hyundai in Finland didn't go too badly in February, did it? I know there was a bit of snow around, uh, and we were a wee bit further north. Uh, but Danek on, on Arctic Rally, you know, on fast roads. George, one question before we carry on about Greece. How I was talking to somebody yesterday about uh, how much testing they'd done on fast gravel, and they said, "Oh, you know, not a lot, but I've done a, a reasonable bit on on sort of fast snow, sort of Swedish preview uh, uh, pre-event testing, that sort of thing." How similar would a car be set up from the Arctic Rally Finland to what we've got next week? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't really be qualified to, to make terribly much of a comment on that. Seriously, you're we've bound, got no chance. I've got to make an effort. You're bound to bring across a, a fair amount of the, the, the general dynamics of the car. You know, you, you've got your, your core car and all you're changing is really the setup. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you'd, you'd bring a fair bit of it across, I could imagine. But, but the, the detail, the finesse that the drivers like, yeah. uh, I, I I think you'd be missing that, so you're probably going with, with some extent to you know just a judgment call on it. I've heard you Sorry, say this before, David. I've heard you say this before, David, and I've always been sceptical 
about you know the similarities between say arctic rally finland and rally finland you know the biggest difference was the lack of of uh topography if you like you know there were no real jumps there were one or two jumps in rally no, ra- arctic rally yeah, finland true. you know you've got to get these cars set up to jump at maximum speed from corner to corner uh and it, it is different and the cars perform differently and yes the hyundai worked exceptionally well in the snow i don't think there is uh, it's a stretch it's a real stretch to say because it worked well there it's going to work well on the gravel around Javaska, I, I think they'll struggle again. They have traditionally struggled. And okay, we've seen them quicker. Estonia last we've year. We've seen them quicker in Estonia, but again, it's a different rally. The jumps are artificial jumps. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have that natural sort of contour and that flowing corner to corner jumping and, and then not even not the jumping, but the, the maximum suspension into the next corner. And that requires a car that is beautifully poised and balanced and is 100% doing what the driver wants yeah, you to do. But they're, and what they're we not know exactly is going Hyundai... into it without an idea of what, what, no, what George, the event's going to bring. George, what, and the what, car, they've got settings for I the agree, car already. George, but, but we look back, we look back uh, throughout, you know, the, the history of the Hyundai World Rally team since 2000 and whatever it was, 13, 14, they brought the car, 13, uh, oh. 14, and they have never, they have never performed on Rally Finland, and sometimes it's been completely perplexing. First stage, Thierry Neville, about three or four years ago, lost, completely lost. How, how can this car be this bad on these roads? And it went from bad to worse that year. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they've, that they've resolved those issues because it would seem criminal if they couldn't resolve them. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, but they can't. How can they, call? You know, I'll put my high and eye flag away. Stop waving now. But how can yeah, they? I agree. You know, and all effort is now geared towards the 22 car. Yeah. They've got no more jokers. Yeah. They're still, they're with the sack suspension that they've got. That ain't going to change. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, how can they? I agree. Like George said, you know, they can finesse the car with, with setup and stuff. But, you know, I'm sure they, they would have done that. The, the thing that you would say here is that we've got Oit Tanek in a Hyundai in the vascular for the first time. He will make a difference. He will make a difference. You know, he goes down the back of a, a win last time out, doesn't he? One in 19 in the Toyota, uh, and actually one in 18 as well. Uh, so actually is going there on a hat-trick. He's, he's a guy who can make the difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, going to say something though, David. Uh, Tanak's in a dark place. Now, I know I know it's a difficult thing. Well, I I thought that, Cole, but then did you not see those pictures on social of him testing yeah, yesterday? Yeah, yeah, testing is the, testing. Pictures the smiliest picture I've ever seen of Mr. Oit Tanak. Yeah. I looked at him and thought, crikey, what a handsome fellow he is, he, when he's smiling. He's a lovely fellow. We know that. We, we've had some lovely evenings with him. Um, and mm. he, is, he, is, he is one of those that has mm. a, a competitive persona and he's got his normal persona. And the two are, I, I, as you have to be to be a world champion, the two are completely separate. Um, but, um, but no, I, I think, I, you know, let's go back to Greece. You know, dear me, uh, you know, Tanak, I thought he drove brilliantly, and, and I thought he, he absolutely mm. put it all on the line. And, and the fact that he was there or thereabouts was remarkable. But to go out on a morning where you've got four soft tires on your car, it is wet, it is muddy, it is slippery. Your nearest rival, okay, is a little bit up the road from you, but he's got two hard compound tires on his car. You've got to say, under normal circumstances, Kanak would have eaten him for breakfast. He'd have eaten him for breakfast, you know, with, with that advantage. And he just, yet again, wasn't able to find confidence to be able to push that car to the limit. He, he actually used the word scared. The car scared me a few times. Um, he, he, he's not happy. He's not happy. He has, and he gave up on the season, I think, many months ago. 
But he, but he, he, he just sees the year, the rallies, you know, the championships, the years just going by and, and nothing changing. And it's, it's, it's desperate. No, I think, and, and, and then he got to the end, of course, didn't he? He got through the final stage and then the, the car before the stage wouldn't start. And then they switched it off in, in service and it wouldn't start at all after that, you know? So, I mean, all of that is psychologically in it's his mind. He was incredibly hammering, lucky. Hammering him, David. To, hammering him. Yeah. He's, he, he is the toughest but of if, characters. He's mentally exceptionally just strong. Say, exceptionally yeah. strong. But when you see it. But it's got to get to you after two but, years. But you see it. And when you see it affecting him, mm. you think, just how bad is it? You know, Thierry Neuville, who is the ultimate team player, never says a word against Hyundai because he knows where he's made his money over the past seven years. You know, he, he knows. He knows. And he, he, he's. He's a corporate kid. That's maybe a little bit unfair on Tierra. I think, you know, he, he also understands team morale. I, I know the whole uh, thing. And, you know, that's okay, something okay. that Tanak perhaps doesn't yeah, maybe, quite get in. Yeah, I agree path. with you. That, that was unfair. It's not, all, it's not all to do with the money. But what I'm saying, he is the ultimate corporate player. You know, he will not criticize yeah. ever. And he's, he is fantastic. He will never, ever not offer a comment. He always gives a comment, always gives an analysis. But it. Till he sees you in Greece. He sees me in Greece and then, then runs. Um, but but we had a situation on Friday night where he was he was he was vocal and he was he was quite outspoken and he was angry and and as you know David what did I do immediately sent that interview off to you guys going guys guys I've got this great interview <laughs> but yeah. yeah and what happened Cole yeah 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 the recording might have pressed the wrong the button recording didn't work oh um, no <laughs> yeah a little bit disappointing that least. <laughs> That was a bit of a low point. Oh, <laughs> it was a terrible... <laughs> As he talked us through how Thierry was nearly on his knees and in tears. Yes. And fortunately, Colin had got it all recorded. Oh, no, he hadn't. Uh, dear. But anyway, it was, it was most unusual. How many years then, have but... I told you to check, double-check and check again? Oh, we did. We did. We did. It was a very strange occurrence, this one. A really, really strange is. occurrence. Um, <laughs> thanks, Lise. Uh, but it's a fair point, though, Colt. You know, I mean, he was, as you said, you know, he was a man on the edge. Yeah. Uh, and... But when you've had stuff like, you know, that safari win snatched away, uh, it, it takes an absolute saint Aye. not to be riled by these kind of things. Um, and, and when they're, they're coming in quite hot into the media zone, he, he said exactly what well, he they said. Want, this is, this what, he thing actually, what he actually said, we'll never actually know. Was, Thanks, well, no, we did get it, as you well know. <laughs> we did get it on a second camera, just like two words of it. But, but what was interesting is it wasn't, as you say, David, hot into a media zone. He didn't say it at the end of a stage, you know, full of anger, full of frustration, full of disappointment. You know, he'd had, he'd had no, a fair drive back to service. Mm. And, and he'd, he'd thought about what he was going to say, and he deliberately said it. But, but George, here's the interesting thing. You know, okay, we know he had problems yep. with power steering. Uh, and that, that may or may not have been caused by him hitting something. I suspect it was. You know, something, something's broken because it was the Friday where we were in the really rough stages around Lamia. Uh, but what he referenced was, was an electrical issue that had uh, hampered him and he had once again shown its face as he came out of Athens that morning. And he said, this is now four rallies where the same problem is giving me issues. Now, I remember, George, coming to see you in your pro drive days and saying, look, you know, we accept that problems happen and we fix them. What we don't accept is if problems happen twice and they haven't been fixed properly. Um, and I remember you saying something along those lines to me. Um, but for it to happen, four rallies running, you know, that was where the frustration came from. It was like, there are problems happening here that just are not being addressed or are, are not being resolved. And that must be difficult for a driver, George. 
Very difficult indeed, Colin. So, I mean, you know, without going into the technicalities of it, it could be something that's slightly different happening every time. And intrinsically, perhaps, that the 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 electrical system on that car is is um you know maybe 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 it's been made by a different a different supplier maybe the the loom has been created by a different supplier who's who's made you know you know there's there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of connections in those maybe maybe he's not quite got something right and it, it when it's tested it's perfect in rally use when you start to get vibrations even as you said right from the start uh, it it it's it's faulted. So you know, have they not managed to identify what the issue is? You know, has it has it continued to elude them? Seems very very unlikely. At which point you then have to start to to throw new things at it or or revised manufacture at, at things. Uh, you need to grasp that nettle. It's pretty shocking that they haven't. I mean, it could be a budget issue. You know that 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 they they've said, well, no, look, we reckon we've got it now, and and. Uh, we're not going to throw, literally, it would be hundreds of thousands of, of euros to, to potentially rewire that car. We're not talking about homologating a new loom or anything. We're just talking about getting new looms made. It, it would be tricky. Um, but, but here's the other thing, you know, Is it something as simple it, as that? Or is it an, an ECU problem? Seems unlikely. Sensors? Seems quite likely. Uh, you can change the sensors. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's cheap sensors and there's expensive ch- sensors. If somebody's bought cheap sensors, you know, if it, if the if the if the purchase department, you know, here 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 it is. The engineer specifies a particular set of sensors for the engine. Let's I mean, let's just for the and sake of uh, supplies it cheaper. <laughs> and purchasing says, oh, you know, you you wanted those really nice uh, Bosch um, uh, such and such uh, sensors, uh, and they're they're uh, you know ninety five euros each. I managed to I managed to get them for twenty three euros each on eBay, and they're still they're still in a Bosch box, but they're not Bosch. You know, I mean, I've, I saw a whole team, the whole Dakar team had done months and months of testing. Subaru team in, in uh, the first year it went to Argentina. And uh, they redid all their cars, redid all their drive shafts and everything using exactly the same uh, su- supplied by GK um, Universal Joints. So all the, all the UJs in the drive shafts were that. And they all failed and caught fire on the first day. And on the second day, they had to retire. And what that was was, they 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 were they they'd bought them from the GKN dealer, in the, the, the same ones that they tested faultlessly for thousands and thousands of kilometers, and turned out they were copies, and they just felt they, felt, they fell apart. Of course, let's not forget this is the same team that has struggled with the car stalling in in hairpins. Yeah, David. Yeah, how how, how, can, long? how can that be? I've been that, that's got to be a year since we first had that problem. Yeah, at least a year. And Tanak mentioned yeah. it again in Greece, didn't he? You know, stalled in a hairpin, yep. lost time again, and that that's unsa- well, you know, Okay, it's, it's it, you're talking handfuls of seconds, but when when the top three cars finish on day one within three point eight seconds of each other, handfuls of seconds clearly do count. But but maybe more than that, it's unsettling, isn't it, for a driver? You know, it's unsettling. It is not not knowing as you're as you're coming down high speed breaking hard into a tight hairpin, what's this car going to do? Is it going to stop? Yeah, trying to second guess exactly, it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's, I, I think, yeah. I, I honestly think, and uh, Mr. Adamo won't like me for saying this, I don't think it's a particularly happy camp just now, uh, high on diet. I, well, it can't be. You know, it's simply, it can't be. You know, any anybody, any team player at high on diet that is, is happy with the way things are right now is, is delusional. You know, they are in a very, they're in a difficult position. 
Uh, I mean, you know, Sordo, you know, what was it, third co-driver of the season? Mm-hmm. Just, what is just that about? Tell me, tell me about that. What is happening no, there? Absolutely no idea. I think it's clearly just he's struggling to find somebody that, that works with him, isn't he, George? Now, yeah. I don't know, but, is you know, he, the wider... He... Is he trying to find a pace and, and you know, the, the usual the usual story no. always in the past has been, you know, change your co-driver and, and it, it rejects no. everything and it's fair, but that, that's third co-driver. Danny doesn't road, need to not, do that not the case. now. Yeah. No, not, you know, Danny's in a very different not. position, isn't he? You know, yeah. he's, he's in a place now that he knows what he has to do, but mm. it's, it, you know, it's almost symptomatic of a, of a team that's, that's struggling. Uh, mm. And, you know, it's, it's very easy to sort of blindly say, oh yeah, and now we're putting the resource to next year, but we know that potentially that car is, is, is a little bit late as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, they are a team up against it. Um, and well, okay, I mean, so then a quick pre on that whole thing is we've, we've quite clearly got a number of engineering issues on that car. It's reliability this, the, on various aspects, not just one or two. The, the stalling on the hairpins that's been going on for a year. Yeah, you, you've got to focus that towards... Uh, and say, right, they've got some engineering issues for whatever reason. You know, we're not pointing a finger at any individual, of course, far from it. That could be, that could be caused by a number of things. A policy, a, an engineering shout. It could be that the parent company has decided they would, they would uh, interfere with, uh, with the way the teams run and they've started to influence certain things. You get people pissed off. They, they, they still try and do their best, but they're limited what they can do. I've been in the position where I've... I've that uh, to to do the right thing, I've had to go against people's uh, wishes. You know, I mean, you know, and and you know, and and paid a paid a penalty for it as well. You know, become unpopular for it, but he was still got a championship win. Thank you very much. Doesn't matter. But it, I mean, Hyundai is not in that position. You know, there's no championship coming to them this year. They no. they need to focus on on next year. But it is it's. Enormously demotivating, and isn't pre- it? especially when you're going to somewhere like Finland. The pressure must build, David, as well within the team because you know they have they have yeah. written this year off. They're not going to win the manufacturers, and they're certainly not going to win the drivers. Uh, and and we know how important it is for Hyundai to be up there and winning championships. And the pressure just mounts and mounts and mounts on this 2022 car. And as you rightly say, mm. you know, and, and I think Adamo said to us in an interview in in Greece, you know, they are a bit behind the other two teams in terms of. Their testing and development, particularly behind M Sport. M Sport have got thousands of Ks on their car already, mm. um, and it, 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 you know, you just have to keep your fingers crossed that that uh, that they have got a clear vision, that they have got a clear route to twenty twenty two, and that they will come into twenty twenty two with a competitive car. Because you, you just can't imagine how demotivating it will be for uh, you know the likes of Tanak and Neuville and whoever the star driver. And that's the other big question. You know, we've still got no idea. Who's going to drive that third car next year? That that seems to be a bit unsettling as well. Um, but I think it's it's probably fair to say we have we have a, we have a rough idea. Ah, we've got a rough idea. Probably might be in that. In yeah, in but, that we, but we don't. We, we do, know that, but we don't. We don't that, know how it's going to how it's going to. Um, no, uh, is, absolutely is it a, not. Full time drive. Is it a part time drive? Who will be sharing it? But also, oh, yeah. but but also, you know, the well, oh, not the the one thing that would give you some degree of confidence in there is Christian Laurier. Aye, totally. You know, a man who 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 knows exactly what it takes to turn a rally car around and uh and to deliver something great. So it's it's by no means is it uh, is it done yet. Uh, I, I can see Laurier taking more of a, a say in things, David. Not that he probably already doesn't have an enormous say in things, I'm sure he does. 
But I can genuinely see L'Oreal having an awful lot more of a say in the way that the, the whole project is pushed forward. Um, but also, you know, I mean, we've seen we've seen Adamo has been a strong leader uh, with with various decisions, strategic decisions in the past. But now, you know, we need to see him as a really strong leader to turn this ship around uh, or at least send it in a slightly different direction. Uh, and he's doing it without his sort of second lieutenant, would it be, uh, in terms of Alain Panas, who was somebody who was always alongside, uh, you know, running the rule over the regulations and, and looking and sense checking everything. He's gone. Uh, and, and, you know, perhaps Adamo is quite exposed at the very top of the tree now. Not exposed, but just alone. Like, um, he's, he's a man with, with an awful lot on his plate because, like, for me, he's not somebody who can... He, he needs to be involved in everything in a good way. You know, we saw him in, in the way that he kind of puts his arm around the whole team. They'll be doing that, you know, and then they've got the Rally 2 car, which has made a, a, a decent start. Decent. Um, but it hasn't come decent. out. It hasn't come out and blown every. Well, you know, Solberg was leading in Acropolis, wasn't he? And um, did he lead in Ypres? You know, the car has talked to people who've tested it. The car's got speed. Um, I guess we'll see more next week in, in, in Finland, but it's all building. You know, the commercial aspect for, for Andrea, he needs to sell those Rally 2 cars. So he needs those Rally 2 cars performing. Um, and it just, it, it adds pressure into that whole Hyundai picture. Yeah. Uh, while, you know, at the same time, you look across the water and there's Toyota just sailing gracefully towards two championships. Yeah, yeah. And Toyota, Toyota, who at the end of the year will lose the services of possibly the greatest driver we've ever seen. And they don't care because they have the next one. They have because let's talk, and we haven't talked mm. about Robin Perez. I was before. just about to push us that way. We're half an hour <laughs> into this podcast, and we haven't spoken about our fabulous Finn, who was well, the standout winner in Greece. Oh, I mean, it was from day one, a, he he owned it. It was exceptional. Mm. It was one of the best performances, particularly that first loop of stages on Saturday morning. Possibly the four best stages. I have seen in a very, very, very long time where he absolutely blew Tanak and Ozier out of the water. Uh, what we have to remember is that he's never been to Greece before. You know, he, he, he absolutely had never seen those stages. He prepared well for the rally, and he told us that. But he was so comfortable on those stages. He was so in control. He, he had the most, the most minor... It was, it, it was almost like exaggerated oversteer. It wasn't a mistake, you would say, on the bauxite stage. And that was the only wheel that he put wrong all weekend. And he was frightening in his pace. And you think, he's gone there for the first time. He's only going to get to know these rallies better. He's only going to get quicker. How much quicker is he going to get? How much better is he going to get? I can see an era of domination. Yes, we've got the likes of Solberg coming through. We've got Tanak wanting to regain his crown, Neville wanting to take his first crown. But I can see an era of absolute domination because Kali Rovampera is, without any question, the greatest talent we have seen in decades, in decades in rallying. Uh, and he can only get better. It was exceptional, guys. And, I, and I, it's, it, it, for everyone else, if, if, you know, if Hyundai's woes themselves aren't demoralizing enough for Tanak and Neville, you know, add to that, the performance of Robin Perra and Toyota, and it's a double whammy for those drivers. They are getting battered in terms of their championship aspirations. 
because yeah, let, let's let's get a bit realistic. No, George, I, I'm telling you, I am telling you, no, George, I, that was a that was a, a fabulous performance. Don't, don't take anything yeah. away from it because I'm going to batter no, you. If Colin, you do. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to take anything away from it. It's, it it just underlines the point. When the right driver, and he is a fabulous driver, make no mistake, he's absolutely the mark. You know, he's he's, he's quite clearly got the right stuff. The 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 Ottanakisms, the the Tommy Mackinans, the Sebastian Loeb, the Sebastian Ogier, he's, he's got all that. He's got that in the mix. But every driver has great events, and they have average events where they're you know they're maybe they're maybe only just winning, and it's all a bit of a struggle. Everything came together for for him on that event perfectly. First time there, almost that might have been an advantage. No preconceptions of what he was going to find, and what he found was a relatively. Uh, benign yeah. um, Acropolis rally in, in terms of what, you know, it wasn't going to batter the cars to death. It was a really, really intelligent route, well well thought out, well figured out up there in the mountains. Um, not too much of the stuff that you like, uh, but and, and we all like as well, but uh, it wasn't. And, and he drove perfectly and he just got himself into the groove. We've seen Ot Tanak do it. We've seen Sebastian Ogier do it. We've seen Sebastian Loeb do it. We've seen Tommy Mackin do it going back into the distant past. Uh, you know, all, all Colin McRae, you know, to, to go, you know, just as far back again. So honestly, um, don't make it sound like you know this young lad's going to come along and dominate everything, and no one's got think, a chance. George, to I think far, he will. From it, I think he will, George. Think... Well, he, he might, he might do a Sebastian Loeb. How tragic would that be for our sport? Oh, it'd be terrible. It would be terrible. Absolutely, it, it, awful. George. It'll be good. It'll be good for six months, a year, and then it'll be terrible. But you're right. Yeah. But, but that's not his fault. <laughs> you know? I don't think it, I don't think it works like that because there's too much of a dynamic in the sport. You know, there's too many too many factors in it. He's got everything absolutely right just now, and he's very very young, and he's quite clearly going to be our youngest ever world cha champion if everything comes together. But it's rallying, and we all know the dynamics. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, he could he could easily he could easily have put a foot wrong. You know that that bit where he went a wee bit sideways on box eight way. Oh, yeah, he, he was he in the ditch. He could have knocked a wheel off. He was in the mm. ditch. You know, and that's it. Oh yeah, well he was going really fast, but then it's a cropless rally. Who who drives that quickly? You know, it's, it's foolish. You know, you're going to get caught out. Those would have been the comments we'd have been making in in our smart ass way right now, and and they're not they're not realistic. Um, but I think so what it's, the, it's, the big thing for for, for Cali, sorry to jump in, George, but no, he no, knew he absolutely knew that he had one opportunity to make time on everybody, and that was the first loop of stages, yeah, uh, he, where nobody had any knowledge. And yeah. you said, Cole, that it, it was this, it was I think on the first loop, yeah. the first leg, yeah. uh, it was the second day, second wasn't it? Day, it was Saturday morning. up in the mountains, yeah. and it, those four stages, he took like 22 seconds out 40, of everybody. It was. 40, I think it was. And, 40, nearly 40 seconds oh, in four stages. It was astonishing. With, whatever. Yeah. You know, as, as each stage rolled by, you just thought, crikey, something is coming here. He's either going to put it off in some sort of special way or the car's going to break. Uh, and it just kept coming. And then from there, he was able to just manage mm. the event, which is almost as, as impressive. Uh, as the as the pace that he showed, I think that was even more impressive, David, wasn't yeah. it? But then, fact, then yeah, but then he managed it with a great deal of aplomb. But the response then on Sunday morning, you know, when certainly I thought that, that Tanak was going to absolutely, you know, uh, take chunks of time back on him. But there was an interesting insight. You know, he, he goes out with two hards, two softs, and it's it's raining, it's slippery, it's muddy. Uh, you know, automatically you're thinking there's trouble ahead for this kid in here. Uh, I talked to Terencio from Pirelli, the, 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 the genius tyre engineer from Pirelli, uh, and he said what's interesting about Rob and Per, I said, how, how did he cope with those two hards in those conditions? And he said, look, 
you know, that kid has the ability to put heat into those hard compound tires better than anyone else. He is quite aggressive in his driving style mm. and he generates heat and he finds that he can get the tire up to temperature, the hard compound tire, and he gets the grip that others aren't getting from the hard compound. And that, that is why, you know, uh, Saturday morning and then again on Sunday morning, you know, using hard compound tires, he, he was able, he was able to take such enormous chunks of time out of everyone. You know, he, yeah. he managed did, those did he tires. Did he run them diagonally? Did he yeah, run those tires diagonally? So. Yeah. But as much as he's getting heat into the hard coal, he's cooking the soft. What, what? So to be able to manage, manage the balance of that yeah. is, again, yeah. it's, it demonstrates the, the potential. The one thing, the one person I take exception to now is, I have to say, Mr. Yerry Matthew Lapler, right. who has shown himself up, Ooh. I have to say. Ooh. Uh, he he told us before before Acropolis that he didn't think uh, Kelly could be could be world champion next year because there were too many still too many unknowns too many events that he perhaps hadn't done didn't have quite enough experience on. Sorry, Gary <laughs> Matthew, I think you might have got that one wrong. I think you know from what we saw in Greece, which was a a really different style of event. Kelly can go win anywhere, absolutely anywhere. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dis uh, Yari Mati's comments. I think they're very logical and very normal. And and you know we've all seen it. Very in Yari Mati. The, the, Sorry, the, Yari. Yeah, the, the you know the 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 Sebastian Ogiers, the the Sebastian Lobes. You know they did a lot of rallies before they started winning, and it was a hard road to get to that top. You know they didn't just instantly. Sebastian Loeb didn't do that many rallies. George, did he? You know, let's not forget no, was it the second event or third event where he was. He was yeah, but he'd already done it in Formula Two cars and things. He'd seen the events, but without a doubt, exceptional. But but um, you generally, no, I'd say you, in, Kelly's in more to, experienced than Seb. <laughs> Seb, Seb. Seb keeps reminding no, us of that. Reckon. Seb keeps reminding us of that. He's reminded me twice when I've referred to you. Know, I asked him about the Saturday morning loop. I said, Seb, were you surprised? You know, with Kelly's lack of experience. And instantly, and he'd done it to me once before, he jumped in and said, no, you keep saying this. Drums, you keep eight. saying this, that he's inexperienced. He has a lot of experience of driving, an awful mm. lot of experience. Well, I'm like, oh, sorry. But, yeah. but, you know. but It's all he's done. It's all, all he does. All, all he's done it? is drive. Yeah, it's, a fair, it's a fair comeback from Seb, really, but, to but be George, honest. But, George, you know, running around in, you know, boy racer cars in Tesco's car park on a Saturday evening is not the same as getting into <laughs> no, a car. No, no, no. He was eight years old in a rally yeah, okay. car on a frozen oh, lake. Fair enough. Sorry, yeah, mate. No, he right. was learning, right. like, you know, to drive a car on the bad limit. You're wrong, Colin. That's an analogy. That's an analogy. That's an analogy. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm going back to my cup of tea, boys. Sorry. <laughs> You've got a cup of tea, luxury. I do, John. I had yeah, a cup I of tea. I finished mine now. Mind you, some Rice Krispies. I had some Rice Krispies as well. It, yeah, it's very important gone. to stay not only well hydrated, but that. nice and warm, especially if one were perhaps planning <laughs> the start of the season in Monte Carlo. Now, I'm oh. moving very clumsily onto that because I'm very curious about the response to this year's Monte Carlo route. And Adamo in particular and Malcolm Wilson have, have been making their thoughts known to you, David. Yeah, it's yeah, totally very, very valid points from both of them. Monty, as we know, this year, or next year, sorry, starts back in Monaco, based out of Monaco, where south from Gap. Um, and the first night is, as expected, it's over Turini, uh, two stages back into Monaco. Uh, but it's the Friday, the first full day of action, uh, which is the real concern when they don't have a lunchtime service. So they go out into the stages and they have a tyre zone in Peugeot Tenier, uh, and then back to Monaco for an evening service. It's the same on Saturday. Uh, and there's real concern from the teams that they've got these brand new cars, hybrid cars, uh, never competed before. Uh, and, you know, there's the 
the potential, the very real potential, that they could all be super rallying by the end of the yeah. day. Uh, you know, there's so an R5 win for the for Monte no, Carlo, not yeah. on the, not yeah. off the car. Well, what did we see in Mexico, so, David? What did we see in Mexico when the first time the 2016, 2017 cars went to altitude and to heat? Nearly yeah. every single yeah. one of them had problems. I, I totally agree with yeah, the demo I, and your assessment. But I think you know the the problem is we're we're dealing with the automobile club de Monaco and de Monte Carlo, sorry, and. You know, sometimes we've seen in the past that they're not to be told. No. You know, when when the WRC promoter of the time tried to tell the the ACM that they wanted to fit them into this box of exactly what a WRC round should look like, essentially the the ACM gave them the uh, two fingered salute and went off to IRC for three years, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it it'll be an interesting one. You know, because this Monty, you'd look at the itinerary and say, "Wow, that's cool. Really, that's a really I'm not. good." I'm not. Oh, come David, on, Colin. There's a lot of short-term memory here, guys. There's a lot of short-term memory. No, no, no. I, I love, you know, for me, it, it should, running should be about endurance. And there's an endurance aspect in getting your car through those stages without ne- the necessity to come back oh, to service and re I, I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm arguing about. And, you know, what we saw in Greece was the nearest we've had to endurance in a very long time. Long, long days. I do have a short-term memory, though, But But, but here's the thing. Sorry, safari? But, safari, Colin? No, no, I'm not thinking that. I'm <laughs> thinking, you know, in terms of organising the Monte Carlo, and I don't care whether they put a service in on the first day. You know, the, the, what I think is more of an issue is this basing it in Monte Carlo. You know, it was moved out of Monte Carlo for a couple of very good reasons. You know, one, the stages, the stages got clogged. Stages... Listen, we've, yeah. we've got, we have got a madly passionate, particularly Italian rally audience who are desperate to get back out on the world rally stages. There will be tens, if not hundreds of thousands of them. And what's happened in the past, you run these stages, which are beautiful, iconic stages with two accesses, three accesses. What happens? They get clogged. The other issue, the other issue that we moved up to Gap for was the lack of snow and weather. It's a tarmac rally. Yeah, it's a dry a tarmac rally. And okay, if we're lucky, if we're really, really lucky, we may get a little bit of weather. But you know, the, the, these were the reasons that, you know, in the early noughties, it's the reason we moved away from there, that the congestion was unmanageable and the weather was just benign and boring. You know, so we moved and we got better rallies. Why have they moved it back? I, I don't care about this midday service. I want to know why yeah, they moved it back. Then go and talk to Malcolm Wilson. Go and, go and talk to, to, to some of the team principals and team managers about the need to bring rallying to the people, which is, is vital. Yeah, but, 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 um, David, and... David, David, that's ridiculous to say that, you know, bring... Steady. No, 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 no. I agree, bringing rallying to the people, but, you know, it, it, is, it is counterproductive to say, you know, let's expect these people to come, you know, many hundreds of kilometres to a rally, to watch a rally, and in fact to see nothing because we're going to cancel stages. Um, you know, mm. that, that's not bringing rallying to well, the people, that's yeah, pissing the fine, people off. But let's... Have you have you looked at the route and the access point? Because I, I mean, they've obviously the, the ACM has given this some thought. They've worked with the gendarmes and all of that. And it, it, I don't know. You know, I I haven't dug out the whatever it would have been the last the last one when we were stuck uh, up near Isola two thousand yeah. uh, for a whole day. Yeah. But they will have that. You know, they understand these. Yeah, true. They organise rallies. So maybe I'm being and, a little. And bit. you know, Malcolm's point and the other team principal's point is that you've got Monaco. You've got this unbelievably iconic, you know, around the yes. world, everybody knows motorsport in Monaco. Uh, and we pop in there on a Sunday morning. Yeah. No, I agree uh, with that. And that's it. You know, last, last, uh, this year, last year was, was shocking, wasn't it? You know, we started out a gap uh, and we saw nothing of, of Monaco. Yeah. 
Uh, in fact, we didn't see anything in Monaco because we were in BGM Sport in Brackley. Uh, but <laughs> even people on the event saw nothing in Monaco. And that, ideally, you'd, you'd have uh, a mix of the two, wouldn't you? Like we used to do. We used to go up to St. Andre Les Alpes or somewhere for the, for the night uh, and then come back, uh, go up to Gap and Salard for the night and then come back to Monaco. It's difficult, uh, but maybe we need to see more remote services again. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I agree. I think maybe I'm, I was a little harsh on the organisers there. You know, th- there are definite, definite benefits. But, but you have to utilise those benefits, you know, if you're, if you're not making the most of them. But fun- puts the whole thing. Fun- fundamentally, you know, it, this, it's something that does need to be addressed. Uh, and I, you know, as Adamo said in quotes, you know, you will never, ever, 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 ever hear that man dissing the Monte Carlo rally. It's, it was what he was born and brought up on. Uh, and he was pretty vociferous about their approach to that day one itinerary, day two itinerary. So I would imagine there's some fairly strong conversations going on between them. Yeah. Um, and No, well, I was, I was going to say, I mean, we're looking, it's not going to happen, but we do have kind of weird, perfect storms. And in this, this current world we're living in, anything is possible um, as a volcano erupts in the Canary Islands. Um, it, you know, mm. the, the, everything is just peculiar at the moment. There is a possibility we've got um, newly homologalized. Oh, I can say it. Homologalized. <laughs> I can't say it. Homologi- homologi- homologated. There we go. Let's go with Move it. Move on. Um, um, technology coming in. So it's the first event of that. It is Monte Carlo. So the weather conditions will change from hour to hour, minute to minute, overnight. Um, you know. I, I remember the days of you standing, <laughs> trying to flag cars down in snow and wind and rain in the night, Colin. Or you know, very various... <laughs> <laughs> And but but you know, we're we're talking about those kind of conditions, and potentially, if we will have shakedown, the cars will be as prepared as possible for this event. But there's a possibility you could get to the end of the first. Well, you could get to the end of Thursday night, and and not have cars starting. If they haven't got it, let alone having that lunchtime um, service break. I mean, mm, it, you, it could be over right. before it starts. That's that's I'm guessing the, the, yeah, well, the, the way it goes down the to same, the same. The same argument was made when we went to to, to service zones and service areas uh, in the mid nineties, Lisa. Um, yeah, and, and, not and being able to work on the cars moved, after every stage. Way. I, I guess the, the one of the big the big fears and the big commentary we're getting is because these are brand new cars they're liable to need a bit of tweaking um uh, you know they'll, they'll, they'll want the the engineers on them they're all software driven all these hybrid systems are all are all you know computerized will they need resets will the the drivers be able to do that on the road if will they have time to do it on the road if, if it's required to, to get it back to, to square one Whatever, I don't know. That, that, that's the frustrating I, I thing. That's where some of the concern That is the frustrating by. thing, George, the that you it. could actually see a car that looks absolutely perfect, that's going nowhere, that does need, as you say, a, a technician to just come in and effectively switch yeah. it off and switch uh, no, it on Lisa, again. You I, know? Can, I can, for once, from a technical aspect, I can step oh, in here and I can oh, tell you excited. that uh, these, these cars, <laughs> it's a big moment, drum the roll, please. <laughs> these cars will run. Uh, without the hybrid, if hybrid breaks, it won't okay. stop the car. Right. Uh, the the it, they, yeah, they they will continue to work. David, answer uh, this. But obviously, sure. answer this. This might be a question oh, too really? far for you, but answer this. So, yeah, it will almost. Uh, but if 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 
can, can a problem with the hybrid affect other elements of the car? So you're, you're, you say they can run without the no. hybrid, but can if, if there's a problem with the hybrid box, the hybrid power, the, the hybrid... Such as what? Well, say the hybrid traction, the hybrid drive, you know, can that then mm. affect the rest of the drive? You know, you can't just switch the hybrid off because it's actually damaged some other component. Is, is that... No, well, it... It drives through that shaft, yeah. doesn't it, into the into the prop shaft. So, you know, the, the teams will all have worked on that. They'll all understand. They'll have a uh, you know, that's that's a component that can fail. Um, but I understand that it can be disconnected and you can still drive right. the car. Uh, I I don't know. You know, you have. I you have I, see, I also <laughs> see a potential potential issue here. Get. Does hybrid make? I was riding the crest of a wave, you, technological wave. Both you wave, and George can perhaps answer this for me then. <laughs> will will the hybrid technology always make the car faster? And if it doesn't, will we see teams just not using it? Technically, it could make them slower because it brings a whole lot more weight to the car. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the bottom line is, Lisa, is that, that, that it's, a, it's a power system. So it's adding power okay. to the car. So it, it, it will always make the car more powerful and, and it should be faster, except maybe on, you know, on a Monte Carlo, where there, where it's uh, you know eighty percent ice and twenty percent tarmac through one stage, and you're you're going through it on slicks, <laughs> power's not going to make much difference there. Yeah. Although on the twenty percent, I George, I, it will. I don't think globally we'll see the cars going. I don't think it will be stage stage records won't be be, be mm. won't be beaten next year, because you know you do get that extra power, an extra yeah. hundred and thirty horsepower, but you get it for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, and you know that it's, it's a lot of weight they're carrying, um, and the the cars are, you know, the cars are very different. Let's not forget, there's no centre diff, there's a five speed box, no paddle shift, there's no this, no that. You know, they are essentially they're losing the paddle. Cars. They're losing the paddle shift as well. Of course, I'd forgotten that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they are. They're, yeah. they're it's R five technology in terms uh -huh. of transmission, brake suspension. You know, there's not as much mm. suspension travel. So these cars are, they're going to be slower, but. There were, they will be unbelievably spectacular. I've and this is, yeah, there's a little. You know, we have seen it, Colin. Really you know, you get these really people. Redneck tractors. Sounds redneck great. Tractors. Some, great. But are, yeah. some of these people, these, these, these people who are moaning and, and bitching about the fact that, oh, the spectacle's gone. Nonsense. nonsense. No, Absolute it'll, nonsense. It'll be every bit the same. Every yeah. bit the same. And, and I don't, I don't get people talking about the sound of it, you know, in terms of, you know, I think the thinking that the, the hybrid is going to take over from the engine rather than boost the engine and we'll get, Whole lots of time where all we're getting is is engine kind of uh, not engine uh, electric mm -hmm. battery noise. It's nonsense. You know these cars sound magnificent. They they sound as good as ever, if not better. Some of them um, until they're completely silent. I do wonder, Carl, what uh, what will happen the first time you and I see one going down the road without the engine running on pure electric power. I wonder if you'll be electrified <laughs> yourself and say, "Oh no, he's got a problem. He's rolling. He's coasting." <laughs> Do you think we'll get that? Uh, no. No, no, you pre-warned me that that's not the case. There's one thing I need to to jump in with before we go because I know you, uh, Colin, you've got to run away in a minute. Um, I do. Quickly, we we we've got Finland coming up. We've had Finland testing. Yep, hugely exciting. I am a deep, deep lover of two things: autumn and Finland. Uh, uh, so Finland yeah. in the autumn is just it's jumper wearing heaven. <laughs> uh, so take me there immediately. Yeah, David. As, just David, I, yes, I, 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 I sought out some advice on. If you say anything about heat no, wave, no, no, now, I, we sought, will I seriously sought out, out some advice for you in terms of wardrobe. Good. In terms of wardrobe, and they said, yeah. just think Wales Rally GB in, in late November, early <sighs> December. 
and that's what wow. to take with you. That'll do so for you me. Can take your, that you will can do take your me. nice kind of Arctic snood and all that stuff that, that makes yep. you very, very happy. Take it all with you. It'll we, all know, be there. we know what Finland's like in the wet. You know, the, the, it's a reverse of the normal. The yeah. road doesn't clean. The road actually diminishes in the wet. Uh, so yeah. it gets slower, no, I, not faster. That's quite a unique it, aspect of it. And that's the same as, as Wales again, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, sorry, it George, polishes. It kind yeah. of polishes a little part. bit. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but no, I think you, you know. Can't ask me, David, David, you can't ask me technical questions occasionally. <laughs> no, I can't. No, <laughs> they're, 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 they're all that's slightly technical. Let's nobody's, go nobody's buying yeah, into it. Fashion, fashion but sartorial no, advice. Col- <laughs> the, the the best thing about about the pictures that we've seen pre event testing in Finland is the is just the leaves. Oh. You know, it looks beautiful. Yes. It looks lovely stunning. picture. Uh, no, they're all evergreens. They don't they don't shed. No, 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 you need you need to look closer. Is yeah, that there's something the, about deciduous? There's the odd decidu- deciduous tree on yeah. the in in in, uh, in the towns and 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 villages. But no lupins Georgie, this year, Georgie. Do you remember? Lupins are long gone. You, lupins have gone. George, yeah. remember when we remember when I just bought my new camera and we went up to take some. It was I think it was the GB Recce, and we had that glorious afternoon and we had a bailey up. You took your wee stove. Yeah, I remember yeah, we were in yeah. the middle of that forest and the leaves were turning and it was a glorious afternoon it and was it was just an absolute riot of golds and russets and maroons and can't beat it. Was it. Beautiful, wasn't Pretty it? impressive. Russets cannot beat it. I like that. Yeah, Russet. it was just and 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 on top of that, Georgie Donaldson in the middle of this Welsh forest, uh, overlooking overlooking these incredible hills that were covered in these beautiful colours, uh, made possibly one of the best bacon sandwiches I have ever tasted. Oh, it was a joy and a treat. Be, yeah. <laughs> tomatoes, there'd wow. be tomatoes in there oh, as it's well. It's the promise of rally yeah. that makes can it I, taste sweet. Can I give? Can I? I can have I a russet coloured right jumper. I might bring that. <laughs> right now in Yavascala, it's three degrees centigrade. Get lost, Jesus! Are you Get serious? Lost, that's, ten, that's ten o'clock. It's three degrees centigrade in Yavascala wow. right now. That could be snow. Tonight it's going to go down to freezing. Oof. It's going to go Ooh. down to zero. Tomorrow, Hello, eight Yavascala. degrees. Tomorrow, eight degrees. <laughs> Tuesday night, one degree. Thursday night, three degrees. Friday night, five degrees. Yeah, then Saturday curiously, night, George, degrees. we get there and it'll rocket back up to 22 oh, degrees. Also, well. also, the other Good thing well. you've got to take into account, you're not going to have your midnight sun. Mm, we might sleep brutal. quite well. That, that's yeah, we're thing. in the darkness. That's, that's a big point, actually, that Lappy made uh, on some stages on Friday because, obviously, he's running quite a long way further down the field. Uh, he said, oh, yeah, we'll get stages in the, in the daylight or maybe, you know, in dusk or whatever, which will be pitch black for him. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? And we know that that makes a big, big difference. Be interesting, yeah, guys. Like guys, I'm very sorry, guys. I am, I am absolutely. We yeah, are, yeah. we are done. So I'm um, loving our early morning chats. We will be, we will be go. back with a look ahead to Finland. Um, uh, this is Spin the Rally Pod. Thank you for listening to us. If you do like what you're listening to and uh, you want more of it, what's not to subscribe. Like? I, what is not to like? Yeah, subscribe. <laughs> Click subscribe. Where, where else do you hear the word russet? In a podcast and, and russet jumpers. <laughs> if, if you want to get in touch, <laughs> hashtag at Dirtfish Rally, and uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Um, kind ones would be better. Uh, yeah, thank yeah. you very much, George Keep Donaldson, your negativity to yourself, Colin Clark, and <laughs> David Evans. And thank can't wait, need. can't wait. Now I've got very excited all of a sudden about thank Finland. Woo. Yes, yes. Well, not too long till we have our little pre-Finland discussion. We'll see you all then. Bye. 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 Lovely. Bye. Bye. Bye.